If your place smelled like donuts, I'd be kind of mad at you. <laughs> Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a weekly comedy by Mike Sherm. First, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Javier Matusevich. Hello. I'll tell him to just go ahead just like that. I'm a good person. That's right. You are definitely a good person, Javier. Uh, Sarah Gardner, hello. Does not compute. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was this episode, wasn't it? And Rachel Adelman, welcome to the show. I've, I'm just going to say hi because <laughs> I don't have anything. Hi. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that'll happen. I don't have a catchphrase either, but I am Andrew Pontius. So this week we are continuing our review, our, um, what do we call it, rewind of season one episodes of The Good Place, since we have gone through all of the episodes of season two, mostly as they came out, but season one, we're going back to it later. And so today we're going to be talking about episode five, category 55, Doomsday Crisis, and then episode six, What We Owe to Each Other. So, I guess we can get started with episode five. Um, and so I'll give, I'll give maybe a little uh, recap of what, what went on this episode. Um, so this is, the A-plot is Eleanor and Chidi. And Eleanor, the way I'm seeing it is, is Eleanor gets a little bit too smug about her progress. And so she starts kind of taking advantage of Chidi, not really seeing him as a person, more just as someone she can continually rely on for everything. And so she has to get sort of taught that that's not true, that that's not um, how she should act. And she finds that out, I think, mostly by Chidi eventually opening up to her uh, about his his feelings and his, his situation after a series of wacky hijinks, which we will also talk about. And then the B-plot is Tahani finding out that she doesn't seem to be able to make her score go up at all um, by any of the things she does in The Good Place. And I think she's at the lower level of the, or maybe she's the last one, something like that. Of She's the, the, the second point. to last. Second to last. That's right. That's right. I knew it wasn't. It wasn't the last one. The bottom one is Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so then she spends the whole episode trying to do better in the same way that she had done in life, and we see a lot of flashbacks of her in, during her life dealing with uh, her sister. But uh, in the end, Michael kind of resolves that by telling her, "No, you can't actually change your rankings in the good place." And at the very end, Michael says, oh, uh, I'm going to need to quarantine the neighborhood because of the sinkhole. Um, I really liked this episode. I thought it was it was more plot heavy than the prior ep- or more plot focused. Like it felt a little more focused on the plot. And I liked um, the whole Tahani subplot and her wanting to be better and you this was really our first glimpses of how um, terribly her parents treated her compared to Camilla. So I kind of, kind of felt bad for Tahani in this episode. Tah- or Tahini, as her parents would call her. Tahini. <laughs> I was very into the Michael storyline this episode because I was the whole... It, it seemed like the, for the, the duration of the episode, we, we have scenes in which we see Michael talking to Janet and they seem to be alone. So I'm, I'm starting to think, did the writers know that they were going to make Michael actually bad at this point? And then suddenly shows up Tahani validating the whole 
the whole setup that they're they're building up to to make her feel inadequate. Right. Well, I I was actually really interested in. I want to also talk about sort of the Eleanor and and Chidi button, but with Tahani, it was really interesting to me when I looked at how it ended, knowing what had happened and knowing you know that Michael was bad, Michael was trying to torture them all the time. Michael says at the very end, the points evaluation stop the moment you die. And I think he also says another thing I have in my notes, I don't remember if this is an exact quote or not, out of literally billions, you're one of the most remarkable people on earth. And that seemed to comfort her. I, I don't remember exactly, but it seemed like that was that was kind of the resolution of the episode was, well, Michael telling her something about her quandary, her crisis of, of faith that made her feel better. And in terms of that episode, the first time you see it, you think, oh, of course, you know, Michael's a good guy. He's going to he's going to help her out. And that's how and she's going to, you know, maybe learn a little bit, whatever. But in terms of, oh, Michael's actually the bad guy. Why would he try to reassure her like that? Why would he try to make her feel better? It's a good question. I I wonder if, you know, whether he's aware of it or not, he's kind of soft on these people or getting there. Maybe he's starting to falter a little bit. Right. The other side of it might be that while this winds up being comforting to her, maybe he didn't actually mean it to be comforting. Maybe he meant this idea that, well, you're really just stuck and you can't ever make a better person out of yourself. You can't ever increase your 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 worth compared to other people. Maybe he meant that to be torture for her. And it just wound up not being quite as bad as he thought it was. I, I don't know. It, it was interesting to me how that how that worked out anyway. I don't know if you guys noticed, but in whatever iteration this is of The Good Place, number one on the list is not Eleanor. So it wouldn't have been, she wouldn't have been having to wear the sash at the beginning or any of that. That's Who interesting. Number one on the list. Was it somebody we knew that was I don't think so, because number Gianyu two was Janu. Like two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Good yeah. old Jason. But yeah, no, I didn't even see Eleanor's name when Eleanor was, was number six. Through. Oh, she yeah, was. Cause uh, yeah, oh, because yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Eleanor's number six. Come on. <laughs> well, but this is the first iteration. I thought like there there were no reboots until the second season. So yeah, that's what we led to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I, you know, I kind of felt, I felt more for Chidi in this one, especially by the end when he finally gets his day on a boat and doesn't know what to do when he gets there. Right. Because that's a, that's a very cheaty place to be in. You finally get what you want, but you have no idea what to do with it. I I forgot how much I enjoyed their friends, uh, Bart and Nina, too. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Marriage. Uh, counselor and human lie detector. Yeah. Oh, oh, the the torture of them with those two was just so exquisite. It was just so obviously so well aimed at their insecurities and their uh, their problems. That was that was amazing. The whole section about massage at the end. <laughs> I'm trained in massage, <laughs> not erotic massage, though it sometimes leads that way. The swinger couple. Yep. So Eleanor has the has the thing like I I think they want to swing or something like that and yeah it was hilarious but you know that comes back right that that the the demons in the second season when we see their side of things actually predict that she's going to say that and so I thought that was a nice callback to to this line which was just funny in and of itself. Hmm. Hmm. 
So, and, but before we get to Eleanor and uh, and Chidi, though, um, just what do you people think of the Tahani flashbacks? I, I hadn't remembered exactly what Tahani had been put through by her parents, uh, as we were saying, and it's just that stuff by itself is kind of exquisite torture for for Tahani. Like, <laughs> to, to one, of, what if, one of them, she, like she she draws a bird, and mm-hmm. then her her sister makes a bird like out of metal that's like an an object of art and it's just uh just the way it's that a they mirror do it. for humanity to see themselves <laughs> in or something yeah <laughs> yeah something predations Tahani's yeah. like my birdie has a hat <laughs> right <laughs> it's a very right. nice looking birdie too <laughs> and then the auction where Tahani's trying to actually have an auction and raise some money and finally you know do things on her own and then her parents are like nope yeah. that's that's not good enough. You got to bring in your sister. And then her, oh, her introduction of her sister is just, just goes on and on and on. Um, Olympic gold medalist for archery, BAFTA yeah. award winner, Grammy award winning album, uh, person, most, person voted most likely to be Banksy. It was just, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just so great. Uh. Uh, and then, oh, and then her last line was like, with no further ado, take it away from me, or take it away, Camilla. And I thought, yeah, that, <laughs> that's what we're going to, that's what we want to see here. Yeah. Yeah, between this episode and the next one, I think that's when I started to feel more sympathy for Tahani. Mm. You know, definitely by the end of the next one, where you see like that. The good place for her, just like it is for Chidi, is just not what it's cracked up to be. And if this were really where she was supposed to be happiest, she's trying so hard to be happy, and she isn't. And, you know, seeing her life story where it's kind of sad, you know, it's it's the first time at least I thought of her as more than just like this shallow, silly person. Well, I mean, she is a shallow, silly person, but there's a reason for it. And she can rise above it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much Tahani's thing, right? Like, most of what we get from her is kind of, most of the action we get from her is flashbacks. So, so yeah, let's talk about Eleanor mm-hmm. and, and Chidi then. There's a, oh, this was the, this was the thing where they start with the, uh, what is it, the, the flavors of frozen yogurt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full softened buttery. Like eight columns of flavors of frozen yogurt or something. Yeah. I was reviewing some of those uh, earlier today, and there are duplicates. So yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Take that, writers. You, you <laughs> had one, one job. Something about Beyonce and her hair. That Beyonce said your hair looks nice or yep. something. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the duplicates had like accent marks in different places or something. So they were like, this is technically different because one of them was accented Beyonce and one of them was not. Right, so we had the we had the the list of all these frozen yogurt uh, flavors, but the the point of that being that that Eleanor wanted to just stand there and and dawdle for a bit and, and basically be be rude to everyone else, and she wasn't mm-hmm. rude. And there's a couple of things where she says, "Oh, I'm a good person because I did these things," and and she's just really smug about it for the whole episode. She just thinks she's she's God's gift, um, and doesn't really want to let she doesn't really want to. Uh, do anything for Chidi, and then they start arguing about it. And so, what do people think of this of this section? Uh, yeah, I think um, Eleanor's been 
so enthused uh, into her own bettering that she she loses track of of what's going on around her. So in a way, she thinks she's getting better, but she's actually just same old Eleanor until the end, of the, at the very least, that we see her giving Chidi the, the trip and the, yep. mm -hmm. the f*** off Eleanor card. <laughs> right, right. That was funny. I like when she says, I would love to not watch TV, but you canceled school. And then she kind of like catches <laughs> herself. Ah, uh, yeah. The whole thing with the dishes was funny. And Eleanor's like, you know, they were just magically clean. Every <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. would have thought it was Janet had I been in the good yeah. place. Right. Yeah, same here. realized Chidi had done it. That is, that is some, that. some child logic. Well, I, it's clean. The house is clean. How did that happen? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I, th I think I mentioned it before. I'll try to keep it brief this time. But I do keep finding these analogies or these, these similarities to the Screwtape Letters, which is a, uh, a book by C.S. Lewis uh, from the 40s, I think, where he it's from the point of view of a demon, uh, actually a demon's kind of uncle talking to a demon about how to tempt humanity into, into sin, basically, because C.S. Lewis is a Catholic writer. And one of the things I remember from that book is, is that he did talk about a point where a person is trying to get better and, you know, a great way to tempt them back into, into sin, back into, into badness, is to make them smug and self-aware of how much progress they've made. And, you know, they specifically <laughs> talk about oh, this, this is a really good trap to make them fall into a really good mm -hmm. uh, uh, trough in, the, in the, the cycle, in the line, in the progress by, by turning something that was good back into something bad again. And Eleanor, mm -hmm. you know, definitely needs to some help to overcome that, that trap, that, uh, that hurdle yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the, 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 the line here, and I, would, I was actually wondering where it came from because there is that line in the end of the season when Eleanor is confronting Michael after Michael is, you know, says, well, I guess I'm the bad guy. And she says, you know, you know, we're going to come back. We're going to, we're going to do this again to you. Cause you know what? Yeah, basic. And I knew she had said that at one point in the first season and I didn't know where, and this is the episode where she says it. And she says it to Chidi, which I was actually a little surprised at that that, that would be the one the person that she would say it to. But yeah, they're arguing pretty vociferously, so mm. makes sense. <laughs> a squabble. Yes. Um, and then the again the first time through, you know, probably the way to think about it is the, the way I was thinking about it was, oh, they're having this bad argument, and it just so happens that the, the troubles of the rest of, of the good place are causing this weird thing to happen where you know, people have to live with them and it's just going to make things worse for them. And then, you know, now, now when we think it through and you also kind of think, well, this is the writers torturing them with, with weird scenarios, but now it's not just the writers torturing them that it's Michael and the demons kind of, you know, trying to push their buttons this time around. And, you know, it's the, the fact that it was supposed to torture them, it was supposed to make things worse. And it actually, again, in the same way, kind of with Dahani, it made things better. It pushed Chidi to finally admit a couple of things that made, Eleanor learned something, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't their plan for, for them to have personal epiphanies as part of this whole thing. So it is just sort of funny how the, the episode had to fit together, you know, the, the first-level logic of the initial of, of the surface-level stuff, and then Michael's plan, and then how Michael's plan gets thwarted without any of that kind of stomping on the rest of it and making it seem like things weren't quite working, because... I, I was totally taken in the first time around. They're like, oh yeah, this is just this is just happening. This isn't a nefarious plan. I certainly didn't think that the first time around. Although in some ways, I think I kind of knew. So I guess that doesn't actually make any sense. But 
All right, but anyway, it, it did seem to all make sense in terms of the surface level logic, you know, when I when I watched this episode the first time. It, I'm not sure it's, if it's really a, a Chidi epiphany. I mean, I think Eleanor figured out what was going on with Chidi before Chidi even knew what was bothering him so much. The whole soulmate thing. I don't think he had that in mind, like, forefront. But Eleanor called it, like always. Uh, did she? When, when was that? Does, isn't, isn't she the one that, that tells him, oh, I know what's going on with you. You're, you're sad because you're not going to have... Uh, a real soulmate, so I'll try to get out of your hair and give you space, and that's like the ending of the episode. I I don't think Chidi verbalizes his wish for mm-hmm. for for a true soulmate, but that's clearly on his mind in in a subconscious way. Right. Well, anything else we want to talk about for for this episode? I got my mind trained on the next one. <laughs> okay. All right. So we will row our way on to uh, to episode six. Because uh, we know how to do that. So episode six is what we owe to each other. And that is, that's basically the phrase that they use in the second season, right? Isn't that the title of Chidi's video that Eleanor like, finally yeah. like, discovers him? And yeah. it's al- that's also the book she pulls the page out of to write mm-hmm. herself a note when she sticks yep. it in Janet's mouth at the end of the season. So it's on the title of, is the title page of what we owe to each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, so in this episode, we've got sort of uh, the A and the B plot again. And although I guess it, it was actually a little harder for me to figure out exactly which was the A plot and which was the B plot. So Eleanor is the, the one. One plot is Eleanor distracting Michael from his search for for what's what's going wrong with the good place, so that he doesn't find out that it's her. And then the other one is Tahani uh, and Jianyu going to a spa and Chidi coming along because Jason doesn't want to be there by himself. Mm-hmm. And I will have to admit that I fast forwarded through quite a bit of that second part this time around because it was just it was just too painful to watch them trying to deal with it that way. It was just too much sort of wacky hijinks for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, what what did people think of the of the spa plot this time around? It was pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it didn't yeah. do it for me. <laughs> it had a, a bunch of funny moments, but overall. As a sequence, it wasn't working. I felt like Chidi would have cracked a lot sooner and just said, come on, man, like, do this, versus being so patient about it and then finally saying to Jason, you have to talk to her. Right. Yeah, and this, this it feels to me that this episode, and even to some degree episode five, was the good place giving into temptation a bit to have those sort of wacky hijinks episodes where you take one simple concept and you just stretch it out for the whole episode to have a bunch of, of awkward moments about it and, and, and frenzy about it. And we saw some of this in season two, I think with, um, with a uh, Janet's, what was Janet's other boyfriend, right? The, mm. uh, I'm forgetting his name already, but Derek, uh, Derek, Derek. <laughs> that's right. Where we kind of felt like, oh, you're taking a whole episode with this. That's a little bit too much. And this was kind of a bit of that as well. And I also thought that I was waiting for, in, in episode six, I was waiting for that moment that I not I don't remember exactly when it comes, but it must be in an, uh, one of the episodes coming up, where Eleanor finally admits in public that she's the cause of, of the good place problems. At least so she thinks. Because that was just such a such a dramatic, such an important moment in the series. That was really the moment that everything changed, and mm. the second season does 
uh, admit that, does, does talk about that. And so I was just like, oh, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? And instead we got these two kind of hijinks episodes in a row. And yeah, I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting for that to happen. So I think it's, it's definitely coming up. I think it might be the end of the next episode, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because they they are setting setting it up in this episode. They they have uh, Eleanor helping out Michael without helping him, and he he comes to the conclusion that he he is the cause of all all the all the troubles in the neighborhood. And clearly, if if Eleanor is going to be honest and right, and she believes Michael is a good person that she has to help, then she must confess. So right. I think they're mm-hmm. setting that up for the next episode. Right. And the, the only other thing I'd want to talk about, so yeah, we can talk about Eleanor and, and Michael in this one. The last thing I wanted to mention about um, the spa portion of it is there was that one scene where Chidi is talking with Tahani at the restaurant and I guess they're waiting for Jason to show up, something like that. And that, or after Jason had left. And that really felt like and I remember this at the time, thinking that that was kind of a different configuration of things, sort of because Cheetah doesn't normally really talk to Tahani that much, and they certainly don't just you know kick back and talk really casually at a restaurant. And this was kind of them finding the things that they found in common, the things that the, the ways that they liked each other. And I think at the end, what is it? Cheetah says, "We're not soulmates; we're soul friends." Um, yeah. Like that. And it's a really nice moment for them. And, and I thought, you know, that that could have kind of deepened or that kind of kind of turned into something else. But the show kind of uh, flirted with that a little bit and then kind of went in a different direction. So, But I still thought that was a neat moment for them to have that, that we, I don't think we've ever really had a moment quite like that again with, with Chidi and Tahani. So, all right, let's talk about um, Michael and, and Eleanor this time around. Um, the... This is this is the best line of the show. Comes from their interactions, right? D- d- does anybody know what I'm what I'm talking about? There were so many. Which one are you <laughs> going to pick? <laughs> the one about the frozen yogurt. Oh yes, yes, and that's it, very uh... good. <laughs> Michael says there's something so human about taking something great and ruining it a little so you could have more of it. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the show. Mm-hmm. That's the show's uh, comedy core premise. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna, yeah, right. But it's just, it's just sort of a, a great example of, of their kind of humor and the way they get humor right. I think it's just, just great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Eleanor is trying in a bunch of different ways to get Michael to stop his search, and one of them is the uh, karaoke, right? I really enjoyed Michael's obsession with friends in Not <laughs> yeah. Humans, yeah. and I watched all ten seasons of the show Friends. We're just like, <laughs> right, what was right. it Phoebe and Ross? Was that the? <laughs> yeah, was that the combo he came up with? Yeah, it's like interesting combo, but yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is the episode where, looking back on it now, it it's definitely clear that michael is torturing eleanor in this episode just picking at her until she's about to confess and you know going into woe is me mode to try and play on her feelings and then (laughs) throwing himself out there so that she'll eventually you know go a little nuts it it all makes sense now (laughs) one thing i noticed with um michael's like discussion about 
you know, normally the architects don't live in the neighborhood and this was my idea and it's the first try and I have to get this right was how truthful he was really being right, with right? Yeah. Eleanor in that hmm. moment, but not really truthful at the same time. Just like what Eleanor was trying to do to help him, but not help him. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's one point where she says, oh, you're looking for a man, two men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nope, not a woman. Um, yeah. And there's one moment. And the one note that I have about torture is he says at one point, I promised that all of you would be safe and happy and you just don't break a promise. And it's like, yeah, hmm. he's trying to get on her on her case about that. Yeah, pretty good. Well, and then and then the Eleanor the Eleanor flashback about the dog that was also pretty hard to mm. watch actually in, in hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's so bad. She, yeah, and then the payoff being like a a giant blobby dog <laughs> didn't didn't make me laugh. <laughs> like none of it made me laugh. I felt bad for the dog. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a Eleanor was pretty terrible as a human flashback. Oh, I liked. Um, was this the episode where they were talking about utilitarianism and Jason comes up with the story about the alligator dealer? That I was think that was the last one. Dapper That's Dug. the previous one. That was yeah. the previous one. Okay. I this one is contractualism. One. But they yeah, don't get yeah, married, right. so good yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, that was really good. Uh, I think that he might actually be, yeah. understood the lesson. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then he immediately said he wanted to go off and what did he want to go off and do something he wanted to eat waffles waffles okay yeah. waffles oh yeah that yeah, was the beginning of and the they looked like good waffles so i they can't did <laughs> brunch party so many brunch parties in the good place <laughs> tahani doesn't know how to do anything without throwing a brunch so hmm. she's finding her purpose even when she's not very happy with her soulmate <laughs> The more unhappy she is, the more she pours onto her branches. No wonder they're good branches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this this was a really great performance with Michael again this week too. And all mm -hmm. of the stuff that he like has in his office, like the paper clips and the Mark Twain bobblehead and the wax lips for some reason. Yeah, all his obsession with human culture and human knickknacks in this episode show you the 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 true Michael in a way because he's always saying negative things but he says he likes them anyway because they're human and if you took those scenes out of context and put them on season two you would say oh yeah that's Michael that's that's our Michael uh, evil yeah. Michael I loved when he asked for his hoodie <laughs> the hoodie hand me my hoodie Janet and then turtle turtles up in it and looks all mm -hmm. sad. <laughs> Been there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy uh, Jason's using the magic eight ball to answer oh, everything yeah. Tahani told him. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Signs point to yes. I liked that uh, Michael and Eleanor, or Michael was trying to enlist Eleanor in like looking at rocks or some like suspicious twigs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. And uh, then uh, Michael talking about the nine dimensions and his office being such a mess, and mm. like <laughs> his physical acting there was on point. 
Hmm. And oh, what was it? Uh, was he trying to pump his fists at the one point? Oh, yeah. And he did this yeah. like he just weird swings dance. his hands weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was asking about how how do you do this? Because I don't think I don't think I have it. Yeah, he was sort of uh, moving his arms around straight out, something like that. But, yeah, it was fun. So yeah, I mean we're we're kind of getting into the the joke machine section of the uh, uh, oh, yeah. of our usual analysis. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and we're kind of doing it for both episodes, I guess. Is, uh, is anything else? Any other lines well, you can remember? Yeah. I mean, I I have I I think a question. So okay. I'm trying to remember, and I know we talked about this a little bit just a few minutes ago, but. Did they ever take the Chidi and Tahani relationship anywhere romantic? Because when Jason shows up with the I made a art and he looks over at Chidi, I assume that Chidi might have made the painting. They, um, they definitely do in a couple episodes. When the episode that um, there's an episode coming up where there's a wedding, there's also a little bit of a love triangle between the two women and Chidi. See, I thought so, um, and that, you know, the the reason Chidi wouldn't take action is that Jason actually likes Tahani and thinks she's, like, Nala from The Lion King, but... but um, like, Eleanor and Tahani fight over Chidi at some point. <coughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that, but, you know, I've, I've forgotten a lot of this early stuff, so I, I would kind of, I think I'd kind of like it more if they just kept the two of them friends who like you know really yeah. were interested in one another but you know maybe that's just me tired of love triangles yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think it was ever super intense i think it was really just that one episode too i don't remember it didn't really come up in the second season yeah i don't think it's really played up maybe they were they were setting up that sort of arc but they changed their mind because it doesn't really show up later. Okay, you're keeping my memory good then. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't remembered it. I hadn't remembered that very much of that either. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for the remaining. I mean, we're we're at about the halfway mark, so we got about seven more episodes, I think. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what happens for the mm-hmm. rest of it. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, I need to remember whether when we go to the next episode, um, that mailman. Uh, picture is still in Eleanor's place. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is where we learned the names of the clowns. <laughs> Nightmare right. George Washington. <laughs> He's my favorite. Me too. No. <laughs> and freaky, freaky Feet? Was that what the one was? Yeah, <laughs> Just Feet just for some feet. reason. Yeah. I know we mentioned the joke of uh, Tahani being called Tahini, but we didn't really talk about the context. And I kind of really love the the flashback with the attorney that's trying to settle the will of Tahani's parents. And he says, well, there's still a substantial amount of money for you, but they wrote your name Tahini. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. That's, uh, yeah. I feel, I feel her pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, so much I, sesame. I... Um... I thought that the joke where Jason thought that an impressionist painting would be a picture of Frank Caliendo uh. would have been it would have been a fine joke like on any other show, but what made it great was when he picked it up and pretended to be him and but just didn't do any like real impressions. He just said <laughs> words in his own voice. 
<laughs> he could be he could be fat <coughs> Seinfeld or regular John Madden. Regular John Yum. Yeah, or fat yeah. fat Al Pacino. I think was the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He 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 was so into it, right? He was he he just was sure this was the best gift for somebody. Well, it it's just perfect that 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 is his favorite. He loves Frank Caliendo because that's what Jason would do. They do such a good job on this show of making characters act like what they would act like. They're so fleshed out that when there is a misstep, it's really noticeable. Ah, on the one of the flashbacks of Eleanor with the dog, that she, she she's told that uh, Rihanna is having a party on a boat and and she leaves the food for the dog and she says okay this is for emergencies okay only eat it with emergency emergencies and she's like huh i'm ready to be a mom i'm glad eleanor never became a mom yeah i kind of thought for sure on rewatching this that she would forgive to give the dog forget to give the dog his kidney medicine and it would get really sad really fast but at least they didn't do that yeah they didn't go there yeah um, I, I felt like this second episode, so episode six, was a good indication of how far Eleanor has come because she takes care of Michael so well um, and she actually legitimately wants to be a friend to him, um, which is definitely farther than she had come, you know, before she came to the good place. So I, I thought she was really likable in this one. Yeah, and by the end of the episode, she was completely ready to, to accept guilt and and be named by Michael as the problem. So that's that's big. Right. I mean that was a funny that was a funny bit where Michael is, is kind of walking towards Eleanor and it feels kind of ominous and he says the problem and he walks a little further and a little further looking at Eleanor is me. And then he says he has to <laughs> he has to be I thought that was you know obviously that was Michael torturing her. Yeah. But yeah it did look it looked like she was she would have been willing to accept it. Um I guess we'll never know. Because I mean, she, yeah. she was standing right there and she was next to, to Chidi and he tells her, he tells him uh, he knows what the problem is, which he understands. So the fact that she, she didn't run away or, or try to scheme something to, to get out of it, I mean, it felt like she was resignated to, to taking the blame. She was standing right there. She didn't run which is what I would expect. <laughs> well, running wouldn't have helped, but yeah. yeah. I know, but <laughs> what, what, what would you expect, really? I mean, Or, or some, some she, crazy misdirection on her part instead of just standing yeah. there short. I'm sure that Jason has a smoke bomb stored somewhere that she could have had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked this one. I'm trying to remember what the next one is, but I didn't cheat and look ahead, so it, it, it's bound to be a... a um, more monumental one since we know you know that she's going to reveal herself at some time soon probably in the next one yeah and then what does what 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 comes next Uh, the the bad place people that come to reclaim her it's that oh yeah and uh, real eleanor comes along i think real eleanor was so good (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward i loved the bad place people too so that's that's Mm -hmm. gonna be fun well, and, and Michael was shown to be really ineffectual against them. That was sort of part of the shtick of the whole thing. Was that he couldn't stop them. He couldn't keep them out. And so that also added, oh, and then, then the medium place is, in, is coming up too. And hmm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, got a lot of plot left to go through. 
before we get to I the end. Yeah. Yeah. Our first first visit to Mindy. Alrighty. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining me in this discussion of two more episodes of The Good Place Season 1. And we'll move on from here to uh, the second half of the season. So thank you, Sarah Gardner. Thank you. And thank you, Rachel Adelman. Thanks. Good night, everyone. Yeah, and thanks for being here, Javier Mitisvich. She's so pretty like Nala from The Lion King. And <laughs> yeah. talks so smart like Nala from right, The Lion right, King. Right, right, right. <laughs> yep, that was a good one. And I am Andrew Pontius, and we will see you next time.